coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's hump day. Happy Wednesday. Uh, Jay Foreman is out of studio today. He's on his way out of town. Once he gets there, he'll let us know. And then we will figure out how to uh, position him accordingly. Uh, Kent Walgamont will join uh, will join me at 10 o'clock on uh, one-on-one. And that is simply me uh, saying thank you to him for a really cool um, piece he did. Um, and I'm, I'm flattered and humbled that he won't do it. And the response has been off the charts. So well done, Kent. And we will talk about that. Um, Rico, sir, uh, sure. let's, let, let's give the folks uh, 402-999-4620. Uh, the Sergeant Hammond text line if you want to text in. The Hunter Lincoln hotline if you want to call is still the old number, 424-645-6685. You can do either. You can also chime in on the video streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can just reach out and let us know. Hit us with a WhatsApp, and me and Rico will talk to you. We'll talk to you. Let's have a conversation. Um, What's your takeaway from last night, Buzzer Billy's, sir? That was awesome. <laughs> um, meeting Mickey Joseph and Trey Palmer and Deshaun Singleton and, and seeing, you know, Nori and Brandt again and meeting Cam and Bryce. And it, it, it was just a it was just a fun experience to be down there and, and talk to all those all those people. And and then wa- watching the reactions of the patrons inside Buzzard Billy's when Nori and Brandt and, and, and all those guys kind of walk by and everybody's just like, oh, my gosh, like. Are they are they are they football players? Are they? We had some guy uh, during the break of Cam and Bryce's show kind of walk up to him and go, he goes, "Are those those Louisiana boys inside?" And I was like, "I I think so." And he goes, "What what about the other guys?" I go, "Those those are linemen." He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, "I thought so." And I was like, "Well, I, yeah, you, you should." Uh, and then he asked the guys what they did and you know baseball and he he said, "Uh, you guys gonna beat San Diego or?" Um, what do you say, South Dakota State or something when, when they come up here? And they're like, yeah, we're going to. He goes, no, you're going to smash them. That's that's what I want to hear you say. You're going to smash them. And they're like, all right, we're, we're going to smash them. He goes, okay, good. You know, I'll, I'll be there. And then, you know, he's like, you, you guys do a good job. Then he walked away. And I was like, okay. You know what I loved last night? There were there were four different groups of women who congregated to the space to pay attention to what was going on. Right? Like, each one. There was, was one that, like, came up and, like, like she just hung out. Didn't like introduce herself, but she was when you went inside. She like came up and she was like, "So what is what's going on right here? Like, what are you guys doing? Do you do this all the time?" And I was explaining everything to her, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, my my mom wanted to know, but she didn't want to come over here and ask, right. so I had to come over here." And I was like, "No, it's fine, it's fine." And she was like, "Do you guys do this a lot?" And I was like, "Well, not here, 
but like pregame for football and stuff like that for home games will be and i you know pointed over at uh, tipsy tina's and and she's like oh really and i was like yeah we do it for every home game you know if if we can be outside if it's not you know the worst weather imaginable and she's like okay okay that sounds great like she's like I, I might show up i was like please do we the groups were were there and it was kind of fun to watch i do want to take a moment uh old school dp and j former sponsored by sand hills global sand hills global is hiring check out sandhills.jobs for more information they've got openings in, in hundreds of spots in sales traveling support software development web design and more you can apply today at www.sandhills.jobs um, we appreciate them uh, sponsoring this 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 two hour uh, block of the day um there was a so we <laughs> we it was weird we were broadcasting from patio it was beautiful out yeah it was gorgeous out um they weren't ready for us to broadcast from, from the patio no so we had to spend quite a bit of time with sanitizer rubbing down tables and chairs that had been outside sitting for for months without any you know and the birds apparently like love those chairs as well. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time cleaning that up. Yeah, I don't think a lot of places with patios were expecting to have them open in March. Yeah, it, it just they were not prepared. <laughs> they didn't staff it. They didn't know. Like it was just it was just kind of there. But so Priscilla had posted up inside near the inside bar, mm -hmm. and so I went in to order food because they didn't have servers out there, and I wanted food and to, to do that. And as players started to to gather. Um, they were in the back of the bar, and then we did a a kind of bull's march through the restaurant. <laughs> yep, and that's when the evening turned, because people were like, "Okay, what do we have here? Wait a minute, those aren't normal humans. This is going on." And so people would poke out and try to figure out what it was, and several people, you know, "Hey, can 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 I have these guys at my company?" And I'm like, "Well, just reach out, just reach out. Like this is how this is. Mm -hmm. You know, we." <laughs> they weren't aware. Now they're aware, and it's good. Um, and you mentioned the Lincoln Stars, uh, Rocky Russo, Cristiano, uh, Simonetti, who does the play-by-play -play for them, and Rocky Russo is the head coach. They did from eight to nine, and you said they mentioned the thing where they wanted to wondered if we could move a remote or do remotes. They with them. were wondering if they could have a remote there or or somewhere where they could get their fans to to get together congregate because cristiano said look if we had known a couple of days in advance we could have made this a whole thing and our fans would have packed this place well i mean and i was like i was like okay like i'll, I'll talk to the guys in charge of doing stuff like that of, of setting stuff up and I'll, I'll let you know there was no room for them to bring no Last no, night. it was packed already. There was no room, but to pick a place and do that, I think that would be one of those. We we have some friends and families with restaurants that would be uh, the right places for mm -hmm. uh, the Lincoln Stars to have the fan base come out and hang out. Um, but yeah, I'll reach out to to to, to Lacey and and Rocky, and we'll figure out what we can do along the way. Uh, and then to to bury the lead, last night's story was. Huskers basketball. Can I tell you? Can I can I say on the air what I told you last night? Yes. I am extremely happy and also extremely pissed. Fair. I am very happy they got the win and that they're playing well. I am pissed that they are playing this well and that they have not played this well all season. And I understand. I understand they were missing Trey for a for a lion's share of the season and it's taken a while to get back into the groove of things but man 
they have looked good the last two games. Well, I so three games really. They look good against Iowa. They just couldn't finish it. Yeah, I I I've, I've said all along that I thought this team had pieces. Um and I didn't have an explanation for why it wasn't translating uh to game to to game nights. Like I did I I still I still don't have an answer for why it didn't translate. Um but it starts to look like the thing that we thought and hoped it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce is being that guy and Trey, and you're getting from it what you want to get from it. Um, C.J. Wilcher has blossomed into the player that we thought he could be at the beginning Sniper. of the season. Kobe uh, is, is, again, things, things are functional when Kobe's on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, no matter who he's with. And then Derek Walker. And this was – this is the part that 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 kind of had the hair on the back of my neck standing up. That last night, that Derek Walker played thirteen minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, and he had four fouls. He had thirteen minutes. They didn't go with Eduardo. They they moved Lat to the middle and they brought CJ out, and they went small, which is the thing that I've been I've been just screaming. Have about. you been saying something about going small? I don't. Just, I, I don't. don't rem- I don't recall. I don't. I, I don't think you've been saying it this entire season. Here's here's the thing. I've never coached a high school team where we had a seven-footer. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. Well, they are not – for – look, as much as you see seven-footers on other basketball teams or in the NBA – they're rare. Well, especially back in the day, they just weren't a ton of them. And especially, but but like seven footers who can actually play. Like I had, I had one six foot ten kid who now plays at VMI. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> he's one of my favorite guys. I he he his dad played. His dad was a seven footer played at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was the place, the direction he was going to go. But he decided he wanted to go military. I was like, okay. And the one place he could do it and go play was VMI and uh, Davey Nussbaum and kid also play tight end. So imagine he's six foot and he was six foot what? six a as, a, as a freshman, that, that plays tight as a end? freshman, right? He was six, six as a freshman, as a freshman. He was six. Seven. No. Yeah. Yeah. Some people get all the luck. Right. <laughs> and, but otherwise I, I don't get uh, the schools that I'm at. I've been at don't really have bigs, No, but other teams do. So I had to learn how to take advantage of those bigs. Like if you allow bigs to just go out there and be big and dominant, and you work at their, you play at their pace and in their space, gonna you're not going to win games. You're just not. So we figured out early on that spacing is the thing that bigs hate. So mm-hmm. if I can get them in space and make them at least give them the mental wear and tear of thinking that they've got to go from apex the mid court line in front of the rim to halfway out the three-point line, mm-hmm. I'm going to take some of their possessions away in a game. Like, if I can make them go side to side three times in every possession, 
they're not one. They're going to be. They're going to fatigue on offense. They're going to fatigue on defense. They're going to give me a couple of ones where they figure, well, they've drawn me out here this far and they've never attacked me, so they're not going to attack me. Well, then you pick two and you you attack him, and then after that you make him move and he has to lean towards that three point line. Well, then I'm going to back cut him. And taking a big out of the paint makes everybody else weaker defensively. Mm-hmm. But they weren't taking advantage of it. And all, last night you're watching cuts and you're going, oh, the thing that happens is that Derek Walker in, in, in this four out is in the soft corner away from the basketball. So he's on the baseline just outside the paint, but behind the big. Mm-hmm. And he's opposite of the ball. So the big has to turn his back to CJ to see the ball. Well, if you're not looking at me and then we get penetration that pulls you towards towards the point guard, you just cut to the basket. Mm-hmm. And CJ can catch at the soft corner and shoot this little soft jumper. CJ can also cut to the basket and is big enough to finish around the big and not have to worry about it. But there it was. There it was. And then when the big and the help defender stay in the paint, then you kick to the three in the corner where they where you've got, you know, where, where Lat and Trey can actually finish there. And then Bryce and Verge were just getting into the paint and doing what they wanted. And doing what they wanted. Well, because you're occupying the big. Bryce isn't going to have the dunks, the three dunks that he had last night. If EJ if, is right if there. The, if the big is just posted in the paint, it, he's going to contest that and – Here's the thing. Bryce is going to the free throw line a lot. Why? Because he's breaking in space and the big has to chase him and they bump bodies and he goes to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's the system. It's all, so for everything that a Big Ten team can do against Nebraska, they have an answer. They just haven't used it. They just haven't used it. And I'll say this. Defensively, they've figured out that we will concede passes into the middle because it makes everybody else on the perimeter stop. It makes them stop. Big turns. There's two people in his face. Now he's got to figure out where the open defense, uh, open player is, and a lot of big ten bigs aren't really good at that. Like they they're set to attack when they get the ball, you know, just below the free throw line. They're not thinking that. It's not a gonna, lot of passers. They're not going to have to kick that back out. Now Wisconsin does a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. Purdue doesn't because they don't have to. No, you. Indiana does a pretty good job of it, but there are ways that you can kind of undercut that stuff. Mm. Illinois does a pretty good – he's become better. He's, yeah, still oh, not, oh. he's still not great at it, oh, but he's become Kofi, Kofi, much better than he was last year. Well, he, remember last year he didn't have to make that decision because he just had he, – he, Well, he, it was him and Io. Right, but he just had to find Io, and, and yeah, Io would make He wasn't looking happen. for anybody else. It was just right? Io. Right. So, it, it you're right. It, it's, 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 it's wonderful – but it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you you thought, ah, oh, this this is the version of basketball I thought was going to exist. This version of CJ Wilcher is the Big Ten Six Man of the Year. Well, there's so here's the, there's so many good bigs in the Six Man in the Big Ten. There's oh yeah, so many. There's they the Big Ten has has the kind of depth that you could have a seventh man of the year every year, <laughs> and like you could you could have. You know, you could go that deep. You could mm-hmm. have a seventh man and go, wow, this is spectacular. This version of CJ has has nine points every night because he's hitting three threes. Yeah, I just 
that's the difference maker. Like his mid range game is better when they make threes. He was take. We talked about that last week. We talked about the little midi, the 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 not even the pump fake, but just taking a step or two inside the arc and taking the shot. He was taking those, and cat. They were take. They the whole team was taking those last night and cashing them. I, again, I scream. I, I scream. I like understand. you could have been doing this all season. I understand the, the metrics behind stuff, but there, the X's and O's in basketball move a very specific, particular way. There is a call and response to everything that's done. Then it becomes about execution. Like now it's just, okay, you just got to make shots. And mm-hmm. when this team makes shots, we said at the beginning of the season, if they made shots, they'd be competitive. Well, that that's what this is, is, is shots are going down. They're defending at a much more efficient level. Like it's not so much wasted <laughs> yeah. movement. And the rebounding has gotten much. It's the not leaking out. For an easy bucket, everybody stays down. You're Can't getting, you're not allowing the offensive rebounds. You're getting the defensive rebounds, and they're actually they're sending one or two people to crash the offensive boards now instead of everybody just giving up after the shot. And they're getting a couple. That's all you need is a couple, especially if the especially like last night, Ohio State was not punishing Nebraska for running in two offensive rebounders extra, mm-hmm. like they weren't getting in transition. Why? Because if Liddell and, and, and Branham were, were, were the runouts, then those defenders would run out with them. Mm-hmm. But if they stayed down to, to board, Nebraska could send those extra uh, offensive players to the boards. And it was being very specific to those two. Like, you watch them make decisions. Oh, well, if he's here, I'm going to stay connected to him. And that's, that's an IQ thing that happens over time where you learn to trust. You know what? My insights are right. Mm-hmm. He's not going to run out, so let me go see if I can get us an extra bucket. And they did lose the rebounding battle last night, but that's a that's a part of the fact that they were hitting their shots. Uh, Gabe's on the text line says, good morning, gentlemen, what's up? Uh, how sweet is it going to be when they make a movie about the, this Nebraska basketball team when they when they get on our nine or ten game winning streak in a few games of the tournament? That's going to be so cool. Uh, okay, so what hold coffee, on, nine, a what? nine or ten game winning streak. So that's Okay, so we're at two. Uh-huh. Three would be Wisconsin. You get four uh-huh. in the Big Ten tournament, seven. so that's seven. Uh-huh. So Sweet Sixteen, play in. <laughs> no, because they wouldn't be in the play. No, they no, would... no, no. If even if the, even if Nebraska wins the Big Ten, tournament, if they're an AQ, no. If they if they won the, the Big, Big Ten, Ten, they would still be like a play in. No, they'd be a fifteen seed. They wouldn't be a play in though. Well, the, well, they'd be at the bottom end. So oh, yeah. So they would play a two seed, right? And then you know maybe they could get like a, a, a number three packed. 12 team. Well, right. I'm trying to – so, two seed, I'm just trying to think of, like, maybe the, like the top way, teams. Yeah. You've got you've got Gonzaga. You've got Duke. You've got – See, this is the problem. Kentucky. Gabe, Gabe, we don't know what kind of coffee Gabe is drinking. No. And he will lead us down a path that we cannot get back off of. I'm doing it. No, we're not no, – no, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. You're going. Rico was grabbing his phone. I want to look. He was going to go loop. I want to see who the two seeds are. He was going to go loop. Who Nebraska is going to beat, and then who they beat in the next Your round. mental. And Calm then they lose. Down. <laughs> Calm down, Rico. Calm down. Uh, we'll throw the break. This is get your coffee, get your tea, uh, line it up. Rico will tell us what's happening up next. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.